Betsy Tacy and Tib by Maud Hart Lovelace, Chapter Eight, Being Good. It was strange that Betsy and Tacy and Tib ever did things which grown-ups thought were naughty, for they tried so hard to be good. They were very religious. Betsy was a Baptist, and Kate and Tacy was a Catholic, and Tib was an Episcopalian. They loved to sit on Tacy's back fence and talk about God. Tacy's back fence was a very good place for such talk. There wasn't a soul around to listen except the cow and sometimes the horse, munching and stamping behind them. And above the crowding tree tops there was a fine view of the sky, the place where God lived. Betsy and Tacy and Tib were talking about him one morning. They were looking up at the great fleecy clouds sailing across the sky. It will be fun living up there after we die, Betsy said. We'll all be so beautiful. We'll look like Aunt Dolly. Tib looks like her already, Tacy said. Not since I got my hair cut, said Tib. I'm not very pretty since I got my hair cut. There was a pause. Well, you'll have long hair in heaven, Betsy said. All of us will. We'll all be beautiful, and we'll sail around with palm leaves in our hands. They have good things to eat in heaven, I imagine. They have ice cream and cake for breakfast, even. I'd like that, said Tib. We have to be good, though, Tacy said, or else we won't go there. We're pretty good already, Betsy said. We're lots better than Julia and Katie, getting up a club and not inviting us. The stuck-up things, Tacy said. Betsy and Tacy and Tib all covered their mouths with their hands and stuck out their tongues three times. They had made an agreement to do this, in public or in private, whenever Julia's and Katie's club was mentioned. Julia's and Katie's club was called the B.H.M. Club. No one under ten years of age had been invited to join. The meetings were held on the big hill every Tuesday afternoon. And this was Tuesday morning. "'I know what let's do,' cried Betsy. "'Let's get up a club ourselves.' "'Let's get up a club about being good,' suggested Tacy. "'That doesn't sound like fun,' said Tib. "'Well, we can't think about fun all the time if we want to go to heaven,' said Betsy. "'That's right,' said Tacy. "'The saints didn't have much fun, I'll tell you that. "'They used to wear hair shirts.' "'Did they?' asked Betsy. "'What for?' "'To punish themselves, to make themselves gooder, "'and if they did anything bad, they put pebbles in their shoes.' "'What else did they do?' Betsy asked. "'Tacy looked at her suspiciously. "'You're not thinking about doing things like that in our club, are you, Betsy?' she asked. "'Not exactly,' said Betsy. She sat thinking, her bare toes curled around a wooden bar of the fence. "'My mamma wouldn't let me wear any different kind of shirt,' said Tib. She sounded as though she didn't like the club. "'Don't worry,' said Betsy. "'We wouldn't know where to buy hair shirts, even. Besides, we haven't got any money. What would be a good name for our club, do you suppose?' They all thought hard. Betsy suggested the Christian Kindness Club. And they liked that name because it made such nice initials clubs were called by their initials, for their names were kept secret. T.C.K.C. sounded fine. "'What shall we do in our club?' asked Tib. She still sounded as though she didn't like it. But Tib always did what Betsy and Tacy wanted to do. She was very pleasant to play with. "'Will we have refreshments?' she asked, cheering up. "'No,' said Betsy. "'This is a pretty serious club, this T.C.K.C.' "'It's about being good,' said Tacy.' "'And we'll never get to be good if we don't punish ourselves for being bad. "'A child could see that,' said Betsy. "'So, in our club, we'll punish ourselves for being bad.' "'But we haven't been bad yet,' said Tib. "'Tib, 
I wasn't even intending to be bad. We were born bad, said Tacy. Everyone is. Go on, Betsy. The pebbles gave me the idea, said Betsy. We'll take our marble bags and empty out the marbles and pin the bags inside our dresses. Tib looked uncomfortable. Doesn't that remind you of those pill boxes? she asked. There isn't any cutting off hair in this club, is there, Betsy? Of course not, said Betsy. This is a being good club. We're going to put stones in those bags around our necks. Oh, said Tib. Every time we do anything bad, continued Betsy, we'll put a stone in. If we're very bad, we'll have to put two stones in, or three. By tonight, those bags will be bulging full, I imagine. I wouldn't wonder, said Tacy, her eyes sparkling. I don't see why, said Tib. I thought we were going to be good. Just then the whistles blew for twelve o'clock, and Betsy and Tacy and Tib flew in three directions. We'll meet on my hitching block right after dinner. Bring your bags, cried Betsy, as she flew. Betsy hurried through her dinner. Julia was hurrying, too, for the B.H.M. club, so she said, met that afternoon. When Julia said that, Betsy lifted her napkin and poked out her tongue three times. Did you choke on something, Betsy? her father asked. No, sir, said Betsy. Mama, it's Julia's turn to wipe the dishes. Yes, said her mother, and you may look after Margaret for me until it's time for her nap. While Julia was wiping the dishes, Betsy hunted up her marbles bag. She emptied the marbles into a box and pinned the bag inside her red plaid dress. It made a bump on her chest. Taking Margaret's chubby hand, she ran out to the hitching block as fast as Margaret's chubby legs would go. Tacy was already there, and Tib was in sight, wheeling Hobby's go-cart up the hill. There was a bump on Tib's chest beneath her yellow dimity dress, and there was a bump on Tacy's chest, too, beneath her striped blue and brown gingham. While they were admiring one another's bumps, Julia and Katie started up the hill, carrying lunch baskets, and a stick, and a square flat package, which they always took to their club. Betsy made a face at them. It was a regular monkey face, the kind her mother had said she should not make for fear her face would freeze that way. Oh dear, she said, now I've been bad. I must put a stone in my bag. And she found a pebble and put it into her bag. I think I'd better put a stone in my bag too, said Tacy, because when Katie told me she was going to her club, I called her stuck up. So Tacy put a pebble in her bag. Tib ran to the foot of the hill and called loudly after Julia and Katie. You're stuck up! You're stuck up! And she put a pebble in her bag too. Margaret and Hobby began shouting, too, "'Tuck up! Tuck up!' but they didn't understand about the pebbles. Betsy's mother came to the door of the little yellow cottage. "'Betsy! Betsy! What are you playing?' "'This is our club, Mama. We've got a club, too. This is our T.C.K.C. club.' "'What do you do in your club?' asked Mrs. Ray. "'Oh,' said Betsy, "'we see how good we can be.' "'Well, there's certainly no harm in that,' said her mother." She went back into the house. But the club didn't work out exactly as they had expected. The little bags didn't make them want to be good. It was too much fun putting in the stones. Tib climbed up on the rain barrel and drabbled the skirts of her little of her yellow dimity dress. Two stones. Tacy climbed the backyard maple and swung by her knees from a branch. Her mother had said this was dangerous. One stone. Betsy ran into the kitchen and got cookies without asking. One stone. 
Margaret ran happily screaming in a circle. Hobby bounced up and down in the go-cart and yelled. "'Tone, tone!' cried Margaret and Hobby. For even Margaret and Hobby knew now that stones were part of the game. But Betsy, Tacy, and Tib didn't give them any stones. They didn't pay any attention to them. Betsy's mother came to the door again. "'A little less noise would be very good,' she said. "'Yes, ma'am,' said Betsy. But it was such fun putting stones in their bags. They grew naughtier and naughtier. Tacy picked a bouquet of her mother's zinnias. Betsy filled the pockets of her red plaid dress with mud. Tib jumped into the seat of the baker's wagon, which was standing in front of Mrs. Benson's house, while the baker's boy offered his tray of jelly roll and doughnuts at Mrs. Benson's back door. She took up the reins and took up the whip, and pretended she was going to drive off. She scared the baker's boy almost to death. <clears throat> Betsy's mother came to the door again, and said that she thought they were possessed. Tacy's mother came to her door, and told Tacy to be a good girl. And Tib's mother would have come to her door, too, only Tib's house was so far away that her mother didn't know a thing about what was going on. The bags on their chests grew bigger and bigger. At last they were almost full. Tacy sat down on the hitching block, red-faced from laughing. "'Gall darn!' she said distinctly. Tacy cried Betsy. "'That's swearing! That earns you three stones!' Tacy was proud to be the first to get three stones. The three stones filled her bag. Betsy looked around for something she could do to earn three stones. She saw her mother's golf cape airing on the line, and she took it down and put it on, and walked to the corner and back. "'That earns me three stones, too,' she said, taking it off quickly. "'I know how I can earn three stones,' said Tib. "'Just watch me.' She ran out into Betsy's father's garden and began to pick tomatoes. <clears throat> "'That's three stones, all right,' said Betsy, when Tib returned with the red tomatoes in her skirt. Now all this time Margaret and Hobby had been just as bad as they knew how. They had screamed and yelled and kicked and jumped, but no one had given them a single stone. Perhaps Margaret and Hobby thought that they hadn't been bad enough, or perhaps they just liked the looks of the ripe red tomatoes. At any rate, Hobby took a tomato and threw it at Margaret.' Margaret was delighted when the soft tomato broke in a big red splotch on her dress. She threw one at Hobby. Hobby threw one at Tacy and Margaret. Oops. Hobby threw one at Tacy, and Margaret threw one at Betsy, and they both threw one at Tib. Tone, tone, cried Hobby, smearing tomato into his pale yellow hair. Tone, tone, shrieked Margaret, rubbing the red juice into her chubby cheeks. <clears throat> oh, 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 cried Betsy and Tacy and Tib. Betsy's mother came out just then. And after that, the club wasn't much fun for a while. Betsy and Margaret were motioned into the house in a terrible silence, and the door closed behind them. Tacy was called home, and the door closed behind her, too. And Tib took Hobby home, but she cleaned him up first, the best she could, at Tacy's pump. Down on the back fence behind Tacy's barn that night, Betsy, Tacy, and Tib counted their stones. Tib had the most— but when they were counted, she threw them away. <clears throat> I think, she said, that we'd better use these bags for marbles again. We seem to get into trouble when we tie things around our necks. That's right, we do, said Tacy, and she threw away her stones, too. Maybe we'd better change our club a little, Tacy said. Have our meetings up on the big hill. Have refreshments, said Tib. Take lunch baskets up, said Tacy. And a stick and a package, maybe, said Tib. 
"'What do you think, Betsy?' Tacy asked. For Betsy had not yet thrown away her stones. She was looking up at the western sky, where a pale green lake was surrounded by peach-coloured mountains, distant and mysterious. "'All right,' said Betsy, and she threw away her stones. "'But, of course, we must keep on being good.' "'Oh, of course,' said Tacy. "'That's what our club is for,' added Betsy. "'It's a being good club,' Tacy said. "'Well, it didn't make us good today,' said Tib. "'It made us bad.' Neither Betsy nor Tacy would have mentioned that, but they didn't mind Tib's mentioning it. They understood Tib. In silence, the three of them looked at the sunset and thought about God. End of chapter 8. Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Thursday, September 3rd, 2015, in El Sobrante, California.